Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Dan, our first dad on here. Hello Dan, welcome. Hello. It's great to have you here. We might as well get straight into the questions. Um, So the first one is, and I've added a little bit on, so Mm -hmm. if you want to introduce yourself. Of course. And then tell us a little bit about your family dynamic and any heritage that you want to talk about. Okay, so I'm Dan Knowles. I'm uh, just turned 40. Married, uh, I've got two boys, uh, I'm self-employed, <clears throat> uh, my wife works with me in my business, uh, we live in Heesham, boys are 8 and 10, and uh, yeah, what's our family dynamic like? It's quite interesting, I think, uh, which is why I wanted mm-hmm. to, to do this. Yeah. So, um, first of all, in terms of like my own personal heritage, my background, very sort of 2.4 children, nuclear family, whatever you want to call it, yeah. it was... You know, really standard. Mum and dad <clears throat> were in the sort of early 20s when they had me and my sister. Uh-huh. Really kind of, you know, great upbringing, really well looked after. Obviously not, you know, we weren't rich or anything like that. We yeah. just kind of working class <clears throat> family and had great parents who did everything they could for, for us. Um, which I think is really important. I'm sure we'll discuss that a little bit more as we go through. Yeah. Um, and then for us, for my wife and I, so we have um, our own boy who is 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in 2012 um, and he's you know, a wonderful little guy. He's you know, 50% me, 50% my wife <laughs> in, in every way. Yeah. You know, he looks a little bit like me, looks a little bit like her. <laughs> he behaves, he's got, he's, got, uh, he's got my confidence but he's got her temperament and <laughs> you know, he's quite chilled sometimes and uh, so that's really nice. <clears throat> and then I guess the sort of difference with our family is that our our younger boy, who is eight, um, James, is um, he's asked through something called special guardianship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's quite a complex situation uh, in that special guardianship is effectively um, <clears throat> adoption within the family. Yeah. Um, and so he by birth we are we are his um, auntie and uncle. Okay. Uh, so he's his cousin, but he has been living with us now since he was three. So he's been with us for right. five years. Yeah. Um, and um, so that, that that's quite that's quite a different sort of family yeah. structure, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, interestingly, I mean, it comes. It's it's so it's it's my wife's half sister. Okay. Uh, it's her son. And my wife herself had, um, I wouldn't say a, 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 a difficult upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, my wife's got a wonderful mother uh, and a wonderful uh, stepfather 
who's been in her life since she was very young. Her own father left when she was young. Right. Um, and he was from Newcastle. In, in, um, and she's, she's, I mean, she's had a, a great life, great upbringing with, with, her, with her parents. Yeah. Um, but her father was kind of moved back to Newcastle. And I guess that, that family situation was quite a bit different. Yeah. She, he had more family when he went back to Newcastle. Yeah. One daughter in particular who has had a, a, a I'd say, a, a, you know, challenges. Yeah. And um, and part of the result of that was she had James very young. Right. With, um, with a really unstable situation. Yeah. And he ended up... Uh, unfortunately in care right okay and then we were at the point where social services were asking whether he wanted to uh, whether he should be adopted right the, the sort of final resolution was they, they asked her his mum his birth mum if there was anybody in, in her family yeah who would who would who would take him yeah. and uh, so we we, we wow. stepped forward and took him yeah so cool. yeah gosh yeah so it's quite what, different. What may like what obviously there's must have been a big decision making process in that. So, what, can you tell us anything about that? Was it like was it a hard decision? Was it yeah we'll do it straight out, and kind of thought about the other bits afterwards or what? Yeah, it's a really interesting one actually. Um, people sort of say you know it it was at, because of the way the process worked. It was literally like a turnaround time of about twelve weeks. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so when a child goes into care, yeah. Um, obviously, the priority is always repatriation back to the mother, yeah. back to the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what happened is that had been that happened a couple of times already. Right. And social services were, were getting to the end of their sort of yeah um, tether for so, a yeah, better word. Yeah, you know, yeah. they were kind of getting to a point where it was becoming impossible to, yeah, to repatriate to, him okay. and the same sort of same sort of patterns of behavior kept emerging yeah um and i want to stress you know it's it's it it, it, it wasn't his mum it was it was you know it was really because of his father right um who had a lot of, a lot of problems yeah um and um so it was a it was a very quick turnaround period, yeah. and we were asked. We we kind of knew my wife and and, and his half sister have had a not not a close relationship, yeah, but they've had a relationship. Yeah. They, they talked, you know, and and we we kind of knew something was coming. Right. And because one of the things, one of the critical things, was domestic violence. Okay. There was quite a lot of domestic violence. Right. Um, which was never, a, 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 he was never part of that. Yeah. But he was close enough to it yeah, for yeah, it to, to be at risk. Yeah. Um, and so we were aware of that. And so one of the kind of deciding factors for social services, because there was another sister that actually offered to, to take right. James as well. But it was deemed better to come with us, partly because we was, there was distance between yeah. us. It okay. wasn't easy for dad to get in touch with right. son then. Okay. So we people often say oh gosh you know wow that's such a brave thing to do and yeah. it's a great thing but you know i would challenge anybody you know to to go and see a three-year-old kid and not yeah. not want to look after yeah. them yeah you know the children yeah, the that's little it. kids yeah. and we got there we'd met james before as a baby and whatever you 
and we got there. We we met but the, f- the first time we kind of saw him again as, as that was starting to come off. You know, he was with foster parents. Yeah. And, you know, it broke my wife's heart. Yeah, you know, about, her own uh, flesh yeah, and yeah. blood is, is with it, foster it? care. Yeah. And there was a risk that he would go somewhere. And, and obviously adoption is... Com- so one of the key differences between adoption and special guardianship is yeah. um, his mum still has um, parental okay. right, although we have overriding responsibility. She okay. does have parental She's rights right, still. Okay. She can still visit, she can still yeah. see him. And, you know, we just felt that that was the right thing to yeah, do yeah uh, and so we did wow so does that i know we're veering off a little bit here but mm. it is part of the first question how does that does it affect your family dynamic at all oh or, massively yeah yeah massively because um i mean we always say that the 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 most impressive person in all this throughout has always been our son right because he's you know he had to yeah give up 50% of everything yeah yeah um and he's done that just incredibly and we you know we're obviously really proud of him yeah. for the, for what he's done um and how he's taken it and and one of the biggest challenges is that one of the things that you perhaps might not under, might not kind of understand if you're a parent with a, you know your own kids yeah. or or perhaps you've got adopted kids it might mm. be different there as well <clears throat> Is that when you've got, when you bring some a, a new child into the family, one of the things that we discovered is families have what we call an energy. Yeah. You've every household's got its own energy. Yeah. And like th- that's the kind of standard culture of that family. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the sort of it's how you do things. It's how yeah, you all talk to one another. Yeah. It's how you you know the routines that you're into. When someone new comes into that. It disrupts the energy, yeah. and their energy is different. So, yeah, so they've got really to pick up your yeah, energy. Yeah. So he was at three. He was quite behind developmentally. Mm-hmm. T- poor diet. Yeah. Um, quite hadn't really had much socialising yeah, with kids. Yeah. Was quite overweight and yeah. you know, and so he was quite lethargic. Yeah. We've always been a sort of you know get up and go do yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, let's go for a walk. Let's go into town. Let's, let's you know. Yeah. And getting him into that routine was, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's really, it was difficult. And then subsequently, you know, since that, one of the other biggest challenges is that when when it's your own kid and a, and a, and a, mm. and a new child, is that when you watch your, your own child do things, pretty much most of the time, you can say you can see that is how mum would behave yeah. or that is how dad would behave <laughs> and that just is, is it's come from birth yeah it's different with yeah. a different you know a child with different parents yeah you're having to they've got different behaviors different ways of doing things mm. that come from their own parents and so it's hard to kind yeah. of um to sort of say no no that's that's not how you yeah. that's not how you do mm. things that's not how we do it yeah so that's quite tough yeah Okay. So the main rule of the Non-Perfect Parents Club is mm. no judgment allowed. Have you ever felt judged in your parenting and can you tell us about it? Mm. That was a really good question. Um, no, I haven't. But because I'm quite um, chilled with things and yeah. quite, I'm quite sort of uh, confident of my own ability. Yeah. 
I'm all, I tend to, tend to sort of, you know, I'm, I'm sure I probably have been. Yeah. But I just kind of... Like not affected I, 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 Yeah, I just not noticed. <laughs> but one thing that I say all of the time and I think is really challenging is mums. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I really notice it for mothers, the amount of judgment that takes yeah. place. And it, you know... Hey, how do you change it? I mean, it's changing yeah. the, the the course of history. I think. Yeah. But I always remember an incident, and this starts from. I think it starts from. Yeah, it starts in before birth, but it certainly, you know, it really comes into the under the microscope after birth. And where I always remember it first happening was with uh, breastfeeding, mm-hmm. and um, we really struggled to breastfeed. Yeah. Um, and it was, um, you know. And I remember a friend at the time did, and it's, I just remember the kind of pain I felt watching, you know, in hospital, yeah. trying to do it, the the nurse who was coming around, the specialist, trying yeah. to help support it, and it just wouldn't latch on, it just yeah, wouldn't, yeah. They wouldn't do it. And I remember the kind of, you know, I remember feeling it was a pressure point, you know, after going through birth and everything, and for my wife, I remember feeling... Mm you know it was just really difficult and it made you know it it, it to me but i just remember a few weeks after he was born maybe he was about six weeks old yeah going into a cafe uh during the days you do it was probably a tuesday morning we were both off you know i yeah. was obviously having a day off work yeah. we, we'd gone for a cup of tea we were there with our newborn and there was a there was another family kind of next to us and you know they were they They were sat and talking, and they were one of these families who kind of just had to come over and say, "Oh, we've got a okay. baby as yeah, well," yeah. and we kind of just wanted to keep to ourselves. Yeah. But, you know, we're quite <laughs> oh lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she started to uh, she started to go on about breastfeeding, oh. and you know, sat there and started to feed right. and to talk about how brilliant it was. And how wonderful she was, yeah. and you know, and I, you know, I, and there was just no sense of kind of thinking, yeah, from, and but, that not everybody can, yeah. And you know, it was really, it was. I just remember it being quite showy off here, yeah. and how, you know how how I wonderful and warm and, and and all of this, and. I've kind of noticed that then subsequently throughout my life, yeah. you know, that, that there are these, you know, there are, there is, there's, mo- you know, there's mums in the playground at school, yeah. have to be, have to be in every, <laughs> take the kids, skill run. yeah, and, you know, it's watching Motherland, isn't it? It it's literally that, is. It's that, you know, that mum who has to take the kids to all the clubs and he's yeah. dashing around, you know, I, I super mum, I, you yeah. know, and I've just kind of watched that from afar and always been very conscious of it mm-hmm. and, you know, mums, you've got to give each other a break. You've got to yeah, be a bit more sympathetic yeah. and empathetic sometimes because yeah. it's, you know, <clears throat> and I'm sure, again, we'll probably talk about this yeah. a bit more, but being a mum is far harder than being a dad. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, so you you said that, like, have you, do you, have you noticed and do you think there's a difference between mums and dads in terms of judgment? Oh, huge. Yeah, huge. And one of the things, I, I, I was talking to a friend the other day, <clears throat> I think with dads, you know, mm-hmm. there's good dads and there's mm-hmm. crap dads. Yeah. That, you know, and good dads, um, 
Yeah. And I know a lot of great dads, you know, and we all sit, don't we? We all have our yeah. conversations about our mates parenting and all stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh, I'm but I always kind of remind my wife, you know, generally, you know, most of the people that, you know, our friends, all of our friends, they're, they're good parents mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're good dads, yeah. you know. And I think one of the things that kind of helped most of them, most of the kind of, one of the kind of factors that kind of cut through all the good dads is generally they're quite humble. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you don't like to talk your kids up. Mm-hmm. Um, but every so often, yeah, I was with a friend of mine the other day and we were talking and he's he's a humble dad and he said, I've got to tell you though, mate. I said, what? He said, he said I was watching one of, one of my boys, he's really good mm-hmm. at football, he was saying. Yeah. He said, and he's, he scored this goal the other day. He said, <laughs> and I just stood there and I kind of had to turn around for everybody else and I was like, Aww. yeah. And, and he wasn't bragging. No. He was just saying, yeah. you know, my, I, I was really, it was a really proud yeah. moment. And we've got it, our eldest has just got into the grammar school. Uh-huh. So we're just like, you know, when, you know mm. it's that moment where you're just like. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's the thing, it's okay to be proud of your kids, isn't it? Like Exactly. You, you've got to be proud of your kids. But then there are, you know, there are some parents that are just like, yeah. you know, well, my kid's super and all that. Yeah, yeah, all I that. think you know, it's. Like, it's that thing with everything in parenting, isn't it? It's that balance and there's a very thin line yeah. between... Well, you don't want to... The thing is, you know, you don't want to distort their reality of the world yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, you don't want to... You know, you don't want kids that are going to grow up to, to you know, to, to be like that, to, to, to not be humble and to yeah. not be gracious and to be have, have an ego because yeah. ultimately they're the things that will probably make life harder for them. Yeah, totally. So... Well, another thing I just want to touch on that you kind of talked about there is one thing I just a point that I want to make really in terms Mm. of like dad so when you're a a mum and I noticed this when I was pregnant um, I can't remember which girl I was pregnant with um, but as a mum you are so focused on baby but for dads we we as mums or I definitely did kind of forget that for the dads or partners um, you've not just you're not just thinking about baby you're thinking about mum as well and in terms of like worrying and stuff it's something that I think isn't maybe talked about a lot that for, do you get what I'm trying to say I'm mm. not saying this very well but for <coughs> yeah. dads they've they've not just got the worry of the baby and as a mum you're so kind of consumed with baby and baby being alright that you forget yeah. about yourself whereas dad's got both to think about <coughs> well I think again you know this is <sighs> Um, it's. I mean, what you're describing there is, you know, again for good dads. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would go back and say, you know, there are some dads, unfortunately, that don't think about both. Well, yeah. <laughs> In fact, don't think beyond themselves as <laughs> yeah. well. Um, but for good dads, you know, they do. They're conscious of 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 that. But again, you know, we they're conscious of their. <clears throat> the conscious of the responsibility they have within the family yeah you know and that's i think that's you know the critical thing is that you know it's uh, uh, you know everyone plays their role everyone kind of yeah. does their thing within a family and you know and, and, fa- and it's up to families as well to kind of identify what it is too because i think to a degree it, it's different is it it's different to you know this is you know we're, we're in a changing world where you know um a lot of women want to you know, don't want to feel like they're yeah. kind of look. You know, oh, my yeah. husband does this for me. Yeah, does that for yeah. me. They they want you know they want to, and 
and, and and some families it isn't like that you know yeah. some families you know mums do want to have that you know yeah. what the role where you know and the family's decided that dad goes out and works and, and does this and, and, and things like that I guess, uh, I guess uh, yeah I guess you're right I guess I, I mean yeah a father a good father will be you know try to be aware of all these things and make yeah. make life comfortable for everyone but yeah it's natural yeah. it's natural okay um so how do you feel about parenting good bad has it changed you have you got any regrets it's quite a complex question um, there a few things <clears> to, <throat> to think about um i, I don't think parenting's changed me Okay. Um, and um, again, I've sort of, um, I think if you're a good parent, mm-hmm. you know, people sort of say, you know, when, when, when you start being a parent, I actually think, and this probably what I was referring to earlier, I think if you're going to be a parent, for most people, that journey of parenting starts when you're a kid. Mm, that's a good point. And yeah. you, you, I think you're always, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of something that you're always aware that you, yeah. I would say that I've always been paternal. Yeah. You know, so when I was kind of like, you know, when I was, a, you know, young, I played a lot of sport. Yeah. I always enjoyed helping like the younger kids yeah. doing a bit of coaching and stuff yeah. like that when I was, you know, I always enjoyed that sort of mentoring yeah, yeah. thing. And I think for some people, you know, you, you're conscious that, you know part of your life is that you're destined to be a parent yeah yeah and so you sort of try to shape yourself yeah and i think that i think you know subconsciously that That's a lot true. of good good parents feel like that yeah. they they do those things so that when it comes to actually being a parent it's almost like you've done all the groundwork yeah yeah that's a really good point you know yeah. so you you get to a point where when you become a parent that you you fairly naturally just kind of yeah, pick up just... these things you know i don't know about you but you know, we not often, but you know, here and there, there were there were sometimes there were babies in the family. Yeah. You know, I always like looking at you yeah. know playing with the little kids yeah. when I was a teenager <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and and so you kind of you grow those kind of you know you yeah. you, you, you you take on them challenges when they're yeah. there and you sort of and you, and you get them. So, <clears throat> and I think the other thing on that is that <clears throat> I was really lucky to have you know a mum and a dad that were that were great parents. Yeah. And so I had this role model of two role models that, that I watched that, you know, focused their lives on being really great yeah. parents for me and my sister. And so it, I never kind of took that for granted, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I always sort of realised that how, how fortunate that was, how yeah, lucky yeah. it was that you got to be like that. And so I've always felt like, you know what, with, with Sonny and then with James, you know, it's a blessing. I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any specific regrets uh, about parenting either. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but sorry, I don't have any uh, any any big regrets. You know, like any parent, there's always things that I kind of think. Yeah. I wish I'd have done Hindsight. that. Hindsight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd have shouted. Yeah. You know, I wish I. You know, I wish I'd have kept my cool. Yeah. But you know, <clears throat> these are little incidents. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to have a huge bearing like on that. Part and parcel of being a parent, isn't it? it isn't if it? you didn't do that, I think. <clears throat> That's kind of, I guess, like reflection, isn't it? And, of course it is. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, number four. Is there anything in your life that has shaped how you, how you parent that you're happy to talk about? Any situations, circumstances that have affected this? Yeah. 
So I think this is where, <clears throat> where I would say like, you know, about my parents, you know, yeah. and, and the parenting that I had. And I think, you know, it, it's, um, so, uh, so my, 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 my own dad kind of, you know, his, his parents separated when he was quite young. Yeah. I think that shaped his yeah. sort of attitudes to family life. Yeah. Um, he didn't want that to be his life. Okay. And, um, and, uh, and my mum, um, had a quite a complex sort of relationship. She lost her mum very young. Right. Um, and so, um, I don't know. I mean, my mum is just a wonderful person mm. and she's been, she's a wonderful mum. And I don't know if she kind of, if, because she didn't have the role model of her own mother, as yeah. you know, as she was starting to get older, if that sort of shaped how she was a mum. But yeah. she, she was such a good mum. I think mm. in some ways maybe she was, it was because she was putting so, so much effort yeah. in. Um, so I think I was really lucky in that sense. And you know, as I say, we weren't. You know, we, were, we, we lived around the corner from here. We yeah, weren't like yeah. mega wealthy or anything like that. But we had all the things that you would look back up and think oh god that that really made my childhood you yeah. know we lived in a nice area yeah. you know you know it, it was a you know we, we lived in a place where we could go out yeah um you know we, we went on holidays every yeah, year yeah you know that was always a thing that we, my mum and dad always made sure they saved money to go away for yeah. a week just you know the four of us we had nice christmases as family um and we were kind of it, it was good you know they yeah. they took my my sister and I to places you know I played football they went but Jimmy played football and again as I said I never took that for granted yeah. I was always aware of it and it's, you know to some degree my parents would let me take it for granted they always yeah. reminded yeah. me of how lucky I was <laughs> and that there were kids out there that didn't have yeah. that and it was and I guess I think that was right you know I yeah, think that's the yeah. right way of, of doing it of yeah. kind of giving that your children that perspective I think the, the one the one sort of I do have one kind of abiding memory of of what parenting meant to my parents and when I was a, when I was about seven um my, my dad um my dad's, my dad's a bit of a socialist mm -hmm. so in fact he's a lot of socialist <laughs> but um so he he valued education yeah. he, was, he was a builder a bricklayer yeah. and it was always his thing that he didn't want his kids to kind of go down that route okay so he really pushed education for me right. and my sister we both went to university yeah and you know, and they he put a, he put a lot into that. We were the first kids in the family to go yeah. to uni, and he was he that was his thing. And I can remember, you know, he was so proud when we graduated. Yeah. And, um. But um, I remember as it's you know when I was seven, um, we had to it, it was it was um seven or eight, and uh, it was really bad time in the country. But end of the sort of Thatcher government. John Major was in power. The, mm -hmm. the, the Conservatives were collapsing. My dad was over and thrilled that they were, <laughs> and he um, would talk about how education was always so important. He mm -hmm. made us work so hard at school, and I remember him. He he was a builder. So at that time, there wasn't a great deal of work for builders yeah. in the UK. So he had to go and work in Germany. Right. So I remember being at home. Yeah. And it being really difficult for my mum. Yeah. And. It, my dad not really had any choice. He had yeah, to go because he had to earn yeah. money. He had to send it back yeah. to my mum for her home and everything. And I remember that period being really difficult. And I can't imagine it was easy for my dad. He would have mm. never said. Yeah. But I can't imagine it was easy for him. Yeah. And I, that that was a moment that really shaped kind of my attitude to yeah, sort of life and parenting mm -hmm. in general. That you know you've got yeah. to do all these things so you don't have to go. Yeah. Leaving your kids yeah, for a year yeah. to go and work abroad or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of what's yeah. I guess shaped my my attitude. 
Okay. Um, what is your biggest value when it comes to parenting? Um, well, it's two. Okay. Um, the first one is kids don't follow examples. Kids don't follow instructions, they follow examples. Yeah. So, you know, um, you, yeah, you know, if you, if you are shouty, screamy, yeah. you know, have angry outbursts regularly, don't be surprised when you when yeah. your kids do. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> you know, if you sit on your phone all the time, don't be surprised when mm-hmm. your kids want to sit on the phone all the time. Yeah. I think that's, the, the, you know, this is, this is a really important thing. You know, you, you as a parent, you know, you, you are the biggest, you, you're your kids' heroes, you know. Yeah. You, you, you're, the, you're the people that they want to be with, yeah. you know, more than anybody. Yeah. So, you know, don't take that for granted and make sure that it's always quality time you know, and talk to them and listen to them, you know. A, guy, a friend of mine said the other day, listen, he'd been reading a book about father and he said, the amount, just keeping on the amount of times you, you give your kids instructions versus the amount of times you actually talk to them and listen to them. Yeah. And, you'll, you know, they're coming from school, right, put your bags down, yeah. right, go and do this, yeah. right, go and do that. And, you you know, they're like, can I tell you about what, what happened at school? And like, no, go and do this, yeah. go and do that. So I think that, that's the first one is, is they don't follow instructions, they, mm-hmm. they, they follow your example. Um, the other thing, and I, I think, again, I, I, I go back to, maybe this is a little bit more for mums okay. um, than dads, but it's something that I really noticed that it, don't, don't judge your parenting on isolated incidents. Yeah, that's really good. You know, the only time you can judge parenting is in the future when you look yeah. back at how yeah. your kids have developed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I look at my kids and think, they're not bad. Yeah. They're, they're pretty yeah. good. You know, they're, they're pretty nice kids. They're all right. Um, they've got a good idea what right and wrong is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all right. So one of them was in trouble because he nicked a few biscuits, <laughs> you know, from school the other day. Or, yeah. You know, he's just been a bit blippy and yeah. and I've shouted at him. and But yeah, don't, you can't judge your parent in isolated yeah. incidents. Yeah. Uh, don't take them to heart. Get over yeah, them. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, what has been your biggest challenge so far? Yeah, I mean, going through special guardianships has been yeah. the biggest challenge. That, that, it's, you know, it certainly hasn't been a bed of roses. It's been really tough. It's been worth it, but it's been incredibly tough. I mean, yeah. it's, been, it's been tough for a few years. I think the first thing is kind of in hindsight, you know, the effect that it's had on our older son. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, you know, how that's affected him yeah it's something that you know we often reflect on and you know and you do you question yourself yeah, you question yeah. do you, do you do the right thing yeah because you know not only that that sort of giving up 50 percent, but also i mean they're like chalk and cheese they're just completely different yeah. kids and it creates a lot of tension and yeah. you know that's that's hard to deal with yeah um the other thing that's been really difficult has been because what happens when you when you take on special guardianship and it's the same with adoption when you get to the point where you say right this is now a formal arrangement mm-hmm. you, you support your infrastructure disappears immediately right okay. so you don't have any involvement with social services anymore you don't have any of that right. support you you're left to fend for yourself okay and we're incredibly lucky. I'm incredibly lucky that I've got a wife who is just Miss. I am going to get what I want. Here. 
And so she will kick off for yeah. everything. She will make sure that if there's something that we need yeah. for our son, she will Just, she will go yeah. to task on it. Um, so, for instance, the last 18 months, we've been getting um, support from Bernardo's. Okay. Um, f- for him to kind of deal with, yeah. you know, because obviously... He, the, there's trauma yeah and yeah. he's got to deal so, with that yeah, yeah. and it's you know it's difficult yeah and she has absolutely had to fight for that right you know she's had to really battle with yeah um with schools with doctors um you know the amount of times that you're given a phone number and it's not the right person yeah. i mean it's just ridiculous yeah, yeah. it's bonkers so we've really had to be tenacious and loud and shouty yeah. and that's my advice to anyone who's kind of going through something like this with the kids you know whether it's trauma whether it's you know whatever it is that you, you, you your child is having troubles with mm-hmm. you know don't pass it off yeah, don't just, yeah, don't yeah. accept that that's the answer and yeah. you can't you know go for it and yeah. just really you know get your headmasters involved with your school yeah. get your gps involved the probably the biggest thing that we did is we we, we kept a diary of everything yeah. Uh, for a long time. Um, so yeah, that special guardianship has yeah, been the biggest just, challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and just to, I just kind of want to touch on what you said there about like shouting for what you need, and I I do really ag- agree with that. Like at the end of the day, we are the advocates for our children, and if we don't, you know, advocate for their needs and what they need, then who else is going to? And like we said before you're their role model and you've kind of got to show them as well that you know if there's something that you're struggling with it's you ask for help Mm. well that's the thing and i I think the other thing on that is that uh, what one thing that we discovered is childhood trauma is really not understood well at all yeah uh teachers don't understand it yeah and they're the first people that you think would Mm -hmm. but if you go and speak to a teacher and ask them to tell you what they know about childhood trauma yeah they will not have a clue and then in the next lesson they'll stand there and they'll scream at a child Mm, and that in itself will create trauma yeah um you've we do it's one thing that i think we really don't understand as a society that we need to get our heads in gear on because we walk around now i walk around now having gone through this journey with with james Mm -hmm. and i feel like now i can be in in situations with adults Mm-hmm. And I see something, and I think that's that's come from your childhood. Yeah, that's not that's yeah. that's something ingrained in you from yeah, childhood, yeah. and that's a trauma thing. Yeah, and we we need to start learning yeah. about that. Yeah, quickly. yeah. Again, I I massively agree with that. From some of the work and stuff that I've done, I know that a lot of issues that adults have as adults a lot of it stems back to their childhood and it's stuff that's not been dealt with and that's kind of another reason behind why I do what I do and support parents because it's the the children that end up with the issues as the adults and absolutely yeah they're the parents tomorrow so you've got to give them you've got to give them all the tools in it to to be good at it yeah um okay so last question yeah what do you wish you could change about parenting in general, as in for everyone, as every parent? Okay. <clears throat> so there's three things okay. that I'd like to see change. A couple of them are kind of policy, and, and one mm-hmm. of them is just generally. Um, policy-wise, first of all, 
we need um, we we desperately need a, a change in uh, early years childcare policy. Yeah. Um, we need access for all kids to get yeah. high quality, affordable childcare. Affordable, yeah. <laughs> you, know, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's that simple. We, yeah. you know, we. You know, these are the and and the quality is important as well. Yeah, you know, definitely. Early years is critical. Yeah. Um. You know, socialising children from a young age, giving them opportunity. You know, I yeah. mean, one of the things that we knew, you know, from James's background, he just didn't get any access um, access to to that. Yeah. His his mum couldn't afford it. It was always like two bus rides away. Yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. So that's excuse me. That's an imperative. That that yeah. needs to change quickly. Um, I think as well, one of the things um, that that I've noticed is um, equality um, across access to IVF treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that that we've noticed. Um, you know, it's a postcode lottery. Yeah. And you know, there's so many different rules wherever you go about yeah. it. Uh, that just blows my mind and it's and it's bonkers it is um so it's something that i think again needs addressing yeah and uh needs looking at to support those families that that go through it i think it's just bonkers i i I can't even comprehend how it can be like that you you know what it, it is just I mean, we could go off on a whole other it, thing it there, but it is just it's crazy. It's so poor, yeah. you know, and it should be something that's, uh, you, you know, prioritised. Yeah. Um, and then I think the thing for me is, um, th- unfortunately, you know, we do, and we've kind of touched on some things here, mm-hmm. but we, we do still live in a, in a, in a very patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see um, more... Um, support education for young men, teenage boys, um, into the importance of what um, being a good parent and being a good father looks like, what that means. Yeah. Um, you know, for, you know, in certain communities and city areas like London, uh, where um, there is a lot of kind of fatherless families, yeah. uh, which kind of then becomes a bit of a sort of a, a recurring pattern yeah. then that. Um, you know, and when that happens, often you have instances of higher rates of crime and what yeah. have you. Um, and I think there's, you know, I'm fairly sure, and there's research around that. You yeah. know, you know, in situations where you do have, you know, absent fathers. Yeah. Um, you've you've got issues around mm-hmm. um, um, higher rates potentially yeah, yeah. Of, of of crime. What yeah. Have you. you know that. that that needs that needs yeah. that needs teaching that needs yeah. you know and that needs to hopefully that's something that you, you know you mentioned you know we're scared to talk about things I think that's probably one of the things that we're scared yeah. to talk about yeah. is actually you know what how can we help young men to become you know better role models yeah. better fathers in particular and another thing is understanding the breadth of what it means to be a you know to be yeah. a but to be a dad because yeah. it isn't just about kind of just having a kid and it's about you know and again I go back to what I said before becoming a parent doesn't start when the child is born yeah. it starts a long time yeah, before yeah. that it means building a secure environment for yeah. a child to come into yeah, yeah. it means putting the, the building bricks in place it means yeah. 
you know, having an you know, mm-hmm. having somewhere to live, yeah. having a source of income, having the resilience that when your kid is born because they're pretty yeah. expensive yeah, yeah. and they need things. Yeah. So have you got? Do you know what those things are going to be? Have you got yeah. access to them? How how are you going to solve all these challenges when your kids come yeah. along? And and actually, you know preparing young men to think about these things yeah. before actually going and, yeah. and doing it. That, yeah, that's a really good point. And like you say, it is quite a patriarchal thing, I guess, because like a lot of the focus is on mothers. And mm. and like we've touched on quite a few times is your role modelling. Again, if you haven't got that role model of a father that's doing everything that needs to be done, then I think for a lot of people it's either a vicious cycle that repeats or you get the odd few that break away from that and and want to do it differently yeah so yeah that's a really good point it is and i think that yeah it it does and you know taking on board the fact that this this parenting takes a lot it takes Mm. a lot of responsibility and yeah i just remember reading one thing a few years ago you know there's nothing sadder than a crap dad yeah. You know, there's enough, yeah. you know, like a, you know, a dad that doesn't see the kids, you know, and, yeah. you know, sits and gets drunk or whatever, yeah. and, you know, as you get older, you know, we all know yeah. these guys, yeah. and there's nothing that you look at and think, oh, God, yeah. what, that is just a sorry, yeah. sorry yeah. state of affairs. It is. And, and like we kind of said already, at the end of the day, it's the child that, and it's it a child, yeah, that, and yeah, exactly. that kind of goes with them, then, doesn't it? Exactly, it's, and it's not. And the other thing as well about this, you know, is guys have to become better at understanding. Have we got time for one more example? Yeah, yeah, we've got good because uh, this is so one of the personal things that I've had on my journey recently with with my wife and. Men need to be much better at understanding the role of mothers. Yes. And uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, goodness me. I mean, I've I've had lots of conversations at work about this recently. Yeah. And, you know, like guys generally, you know, if you look after yourself, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm a big believer in like holistic approach yeah, to life. Yeah. You know, being you know, mental fitness yeah. is supported by your physical fitness, and you know, looking after yourself generally yeah. helps. So, if you're a guy and you'll keep on top, you know, try and mm. keep fit, play with your kids, yeah. you know, eat well, don't yeah. drink too much, then hopefully that goes some way. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but going some way to supporting mental health. Yeah, won't be everything, but go some way. Women <laughs> naturally do not have that once a month a woman goes through what I think must be the most horrific <laughs> thing in the world going through, you know, yeah. going through menstruation and you know I kind of look at you know, my wife and think oh gosh you know, what, a, what a difficult thing that must be and then everything that comes with it mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's already difficult so yeah. being a guy and understanding that that your yeah. wife goes through that is really important yeah. but I think then the other thing on top of that we had this conversation a little while back, and I, we, I said, it sort of, we, we'd, we'd been in this bit of a cycle of arguing. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's just, because I'm quite hands on. Yeah. Know, she, she just doesn't see it, does she? She doesn't. 
why, why don't you see how hands on I am? Yeah. And then it suddenly dawned on me, I, I am hands on, mm-hmm. but I equate it to being a little bit like being at work. Mm-hmm. In a workplace, you've got an assistant. Say you're in an, a factory, the yeah. assistant kind of picks and packs or, yeah, yeah. you know, puts stuff on the machine. Yeah. The manager is the one who's worrying about everything. Yeah. Is the order getting out on time? Yeah. Are the customers happy? Are the, the assistant doesn't worry about that. Yeah. Just picks and packs and puts yeah, stuff away. Yeah. The manager's thinking, is the order going through? Where's the next customer coming yeah. from? Where's the driver over there? The picker yeah, over yeah. there? In the house, I'm the assistant. Yeah. My wife's the manager. Yeah. So I'll say things like, just tell me what to do yeah. and I'll do it. <laughs> And she'll say, just figure it out. Yeah. And I'll say, no, but if you give me a list, I'll be fine. And then it, it dawned on me. Not only is she writing my list, mm-hmm. but she's writing my two boys' list. Yeah. And she never misses a birthday. Yeah. And she always knows when it's non-uniform day. <laughs> yeah. And she always knows when the school trips are coming up. Yeah. And if, if my jeans have got holes in them, she'll order me a new pair of jeans. Yeah. She runs like this incredible tight shape mm-hmm. and it suddenly dawned on me that the the mental strain that that must take mm-hmm. as well as trying to work as well as trying yeah. to do the other things and it was like oh my gosh it was like an epiphany yeah and it was a turning point really for us you know in in terms of like how i viewed our yeah. relationship and i think for me you know the more that guys kind of figure that out yeah i think the happier game changer it is it is it is and it was really funny you know really interesting because i always thought i was a you know a good dad Mm -hmm. but actually i suddenly realized i could have i could have been so much better Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think that's really important yeah good wow okay so that's all the questions anything else that you want to add no i don't think so i think that's uh pretty covered that was that was great chatting with you that really good good if you've enjoyed this episode please follow review and share with other parents you know i'm aiming to record weekly and you can now listen on apple spotify and amazon if you would like to be a guest on the podcast please get in touch thank you dan for joining me today's podcast it's been great to have you and thank you to everyone for listening